There's a prayer that many of you uh, probably prayed or learned to pray. It's called our uh, Lord's Prayer. And in that it says, uh, part of that is, uh, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. And that can be interpreted in a number of different ways, but that, that word kingdom is talking about a kingdom that's unlike any kingdom here on earth. There's a lot of many kingdoms, little kingdoms, big kingdoms that are of man, but what he brings uh, in the present is through his Holy Spirit, uh, and then what he will ultimately bring is a new kingdom that will reestablish himself here. Here are a couple of verses. Now, there's tons of verses that talk about a kingdom, but these are just in Matthew, and I just picked a few. For instance, we would hear one that says, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. See, Christ coming near uh, we, we sang a song that talked about the king is here of course we now are, know it's the Holy Spirit one of the part of the triune God we have Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 it says blessed are those who are persecuted for because of righteousness for what theirs is the kingdom of heaven now is that something in the future or in the present and it's in the present uh, here's another one Matthew six thirty three. but seek first the kingdom, everybody say kingdom. If you haven't got an, an idea, that's the emphasis today. Kingdom of God. And then the last thing is, is, I'll give you the keys to the Mercedes if you'll just rub the magic lamp and say Jesus a lot. It does not say that. It's a different kind of kingdom. It's I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. See, God is about a, a transforming work in those that will follow him in his ways. We will be in chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, please turn there. Otherwise, I will have the scripture up here. But in kind of a sub-note or summary fashion, we're going to talk about a lifestyle, not just a lifestyle, but a sustaining a lifestyle of ministry. I believe you've heard this before, that if you said yes to Jesus... That means you're a son or daughter of the king. And, and that also means that you, it says that we're to go and make disciples. or We, we are called into service uh, through that re new relationship that he's given us. The old man or woman has now been changed into a new man or a woman. The old purposes of our life is to be changed into his purposes. We all agree with that kind of concept. Let me make sure we're together. Would you agree with that? Okay, so today we're going to look at a familiar story of one of the parables, chapter 13, verse 1. It's called the parable of the sower. And this particular passage many times is really honed in on the soil, but I want us to talk about the sower. Because when we look at this first three verses, that very last thing, I want you to read out loud with me, is in yellow, it says, a sower went out to sow. I would like you to look at somebody sitting next to you, and I'm assuming, you, let's just assume they're a believer, right, that they understand who Jesus was, said yes to him. But if they're a believer, then they're a sower, okay? And just look at somebody and say, I didn't know you sowed seeds, but you do. I didn't know you had influence. I didn't know you knew the word of God. See, you're, we want to focus in on this whole passage from a different light, and it's bring, I'm sharing it with you because I believe you are the mission that God has called us to, a mission as far as agents to take the mission forward. So today we're going to look at it in this way. Uh, and really, it's anybody who desires their family, their town, their nation, their state, their them transformed. Is any they want to, people set free from what binds them? We would like to help them be safe from an eternal destination of hell. We would like to have them have established their eternity in heaven, and it all comes through Jesus Christ. How many would like that for other people? Three of you. All right. 
Those three people can be dismissed. Everybody else is we're going to re- repent and get on our faces and ask for help. Let me just say uh, what's ahead. I, I know many of you are already involved in relationships and doing things, and you're going to hear a lot more, especially on September 19th. We've got a special Sunday set up uh, to talk about our, all of our ministries and opportunities, but uh, community groups, when people come in, uh, you know, circles are better than rows. You've probably heard that, but building relationships and being an influence and being a sower into other lives is so important. We've had uh, a few weeks back, we talked about ministry in the workplace, and that is is a group of people that uh, are connected via like group me and stuff and we encourage one another as how uh, you can be utilized in your workplace and be encouraged that way we talked about planting this was a whole sermon on planting the church and neighbors there's a whole group 30 or 40 people that want to take where they live their domain their home and they want to be an influence a different way of approach this isn't old school way this is a new school way. we're still carving out we're still exploring right Pastor, Pastor Reefy. Anyway, it's a, it, and so that is going on. And so there's all these opportunities that are coming up. But I wanted to take those kinds of things and what's still yet before you and let's begin to think about being a sower. And when the word of God goes out, when it is sown, when it is coming through a lifestyle ministry, Jesus is teaching us through this parable that you can get surprised and actually you can get discouraged when you start doing ministry. Some of you have done that. Let me use an example. A survey that I saw recently was about a pastor, a young pastor, and it, or excuse me, this one's about pastors in general. The how, why are some pastors leaving or ministers leaving the ministry? You, you've got uh, one you, kind of common answer is this. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. In fact, they spent all this time and money and education to get trained up. They were committed to God's word. They were fired up with what? Wanting to preach or to be, to be an evangelist. They, they had a plan. They had a vision. Uh, they, 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 they were going to give their life to Christ. They were going to sow the seed of the word of God. And the congregation calls him and he spends uh, 5 to 10 to 20, 30 years, whatever. And then he goes, wow, the result wasn't what I expected. The result was various results. There were some people that flourished due to that, to that ministry, but there was others that there was no change at all. You know, 10 years later, they're still the same person. And you can kind of see after that many meals, that much preparation, uh, you begin to start wondering, well, have I made a mistake? Is, am I not called? Let's take this and apply it to now you all, because you know, uh, you might say, well, that's pastors. How about us? So let's say you have a small group or a Sunday school group or whatever it may be. There's some of you will be uh, starting one here in a few weeks. There may be other people that would like to start one. You've got this community group. You've got this Bible study. You've got a vision. You've got people who you want them to share with one another. And you want to you have some, a little bit of accountability. And, and you want to be able to thrive and, and be immersed in the Word. Some of them more study-oriented, some more relational-oriented. And, and, but about six months into it, in fact, the actual average is six to seven weeks, you discover that some are just not committed it's just kind of lost its steam and the engine and and there some of them seem a little more disconnected and you begin to wonder did i make a a bad decision to want to do this some of you in here i know you've experienced this somewhere in your past you begin to say it's not what i expected then there's family if you uh, have had children 
You know what this is. You, 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 your child comes into your life. There's an immediate joy and, you, and reward. And if you're a Christian couple, you know, you, you begin to uh, have the, the things on the walls. You know, this house belongs to the Lord and the crosses. And you begin to look at that Bible. I love this Bible that has all the pictures. Remember that very first picture Bible? How many like that? I like it. It's less words, more pictures. I'm very visual. All right. And, and you, you pray and you teach them how to pray before a meal. And, they're so, and, and then they, they start growing up. And we had four, so we had this opportunity to kind of see that some of our kids really embraced all this seed, this word, this religious uh, religion is that we had, this faith that we had, and some began to go, you know what? I could care less about going to church. I could care less about this. You know, actually, as I grew up and I didn't have Jesus in my heart, I only went to where my boyfriend or my girlfriend was going. Excuse me, I didn't have a boyfriend. That came out of my mouth sideways. I'm saying if you were a girl, you went to the... And, and, never mind. I did, that, that didn't come out at all right. Anyway, uh, but, but this, is, this parable applies, see, so much more broadly than, than just about a pastor or, or a church. It's when you're a believer and you're trying to, to live and, and walk out a life for Christ and you begin to want to have influence even with your family or your friends or your coworkers, there can be uh, people that just don't get it. In fact, they can be a little bit uh, unresponsive. And this is one of the things that, you're, that we find in this scripture here is an unresponsive type of person. Look at Matthew chapter 13. We're there. Verse 19, it says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown among the path so we we see this and we see that some people they might hear it you might have done a great job presenting it it might not be that you had a track you just were sharing about jesus and they went yeah that's cool or you know get out of my face i don't know what but you begin to find that some people uh, 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 just don't receive it in fact they push back and all of a sudden the truths that you're trying to share uh, you find they don't really care it doesn't really affect all that effort that you've done and you begin to uh, you know say what about me we have to though remember jesus also who was the best teacher right he was the best way of communicating and he even had people that would push back from him right they would not follow him only a few followed him by the way all these slides you can look at later i'm going through them uh, more as reference and so if i'm going too fast go to the website you can see all of them as slow as you want or as much as you want think about parents teachers people teachers at school teachers at uh, in the church think about uh, church planters think about anybody who really wants the the kingdom to come and the will to be done think about any of those efforts along the way and we begin to find that some are just unresponsive there's another one and that's enthusiastic i, I know in my life i probably had a little enthusiastic uh, uh, quick start and then i wobbled and crashed and burned you know it's kind of like those birds trying to get lift and you just they keep flapping and flapping they get a little lift and then that kind of was my first part of my of my my walk with the lord but it says here in verse 20 and 21 it says as for what was sown on the rocky ground this 
is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it like going to camp oh my goodness it was the best thing i didn't i went lost i had a week worth of intensive care i I heard about jesus i ran down front and bam i said yes and then monday came i don't know if anybody can doesn't have to be a youth it could be any kind of thing and it says this one hears the word and immediately receives it with joy and you're excited yet he has no root in himself i love what pastor tyler did last week had this the, the slides let's give a shout out to pastor tyler that was awesome i know in the first and second we just kind of was trying to hope he didn't dent the roof he was lifting off it was so good if you didn't get to see that go back and and look at that but here he's received it with joy yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while but when tribulation and persecution arises on the account of the word immediately he falls away that happens somebody gets challenged oh you like that jesus thing again or what are you trying to jesus freak me again you know and you just kind of back up because relationships are important to you and you're very enthusiastic it doesn't last though we can profess it we but i can say that it would discourage the sower if that happens wouldn't you agree would discourage the sower think about it let's take it bring it home like a son or a daughter when they were young they made a profession of faith and when they get older they basically say i don't have any interest in that anymore i don't even want to go to church anymore i've kind of mentioned that it's interesting i pulled up a a theologian that wrote some things in this area and it says receiving the kingdom with joy is not enough a message the modern church desperately needs to hear faith that is temporary and unproductive is not true faith now we can't judge ourselves right but it goes on to say most pastors will be quite happy if people receive the word with joy or make claims about faith but this parable asserts that people can receive the word with joy and still be guilty of hardness of heart has anybody ever seen a christian that's just meaner than a snake don't raise your, if you came with them don't i think that's those people down down south of anyway it goes on to say therefore he concludes the only convert you know versions that count in the kingdom are those confirmed by a life of discipleship a life of change churches should not be complicit in allowing people to think an initial response unaccompanied by productive living is a saving faith now i'm not saying the seed isn't sown we've got to be careful to what he's saying here's another man that we probably know d.l moody and he said that he was an evangelist he said he was realizing that the in his invitations to the response uh, that he was asking at the end of services he wanted to change that he realized it and, and began to tell his counselors this he said he urged them uh, to urge immediate decisions but never tell a man he's converted never tell him he's saved let the holy spirit reveal that to him you cannot see what a man receives eternal life you can't afford to deceive now now hear me what uh, what i'm hearing in this and in, in this application of these two uh, theologians is we we would definitely want somebody to quickly say yes to jesus but there's follow-through and sometimes there's not discipleship and what happens is then you have a very shallow root if any and the first thing that comes along you're swept away so that's another part of it it's not to say that they're not saved don't go there but are they a true faith follower of jesus it comes with follow-through the next thing is being distracted now again i'm going to talk about the people i always go north and south i think this time i'm going to go east and west so east of shawnee whatever that means there's these churches this applies to okay just so you'll know i'm not talking to you look at verse 22 it says as for what uh, was sown among thorns 
Uh, this is the one who hears the word, but cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And it proves what? Unfruitful. Everybody say unfruitful. We're going to talk about fruit a lot, a little bit more. But unfruitful. And, and so you say, what does that mean? Well, I heard the word. I received the word. I, I did it with joy. But I'm kind of a busy guy. I'm up to 55, 60 hours a week, maybe 80. I've got two or three jobs going. You don't realize I have so much to do. And, and you don't realize my past. You see, so many times we say yes to Jesus and it's like hoeing in the garden and we just take a hoe and cut the cut the weeds off at the top do y'all do that all the time yeah you just kind of get them out of the way what happens they grow back they grow back and what god is saying you've got to hone in on some of that root structure of those weeds and the word of god applied to that and get that removed out of your life i have struggled with old roots how about you this man's being renewed every day yes and i'm in a better place than i was 20 years ago but there are roots of my old past and my old habits that every now and then raise this little sprout up and i've got to go after it amen i hope i'm not the only one in the room like that but it's sown in here and it grows up with the word because we don't deal with the root system of of the stuff in our lives and the thorns grew up with it it says in scripture how about it in this distracted person maybe it goes to church uh, maybe they uh they 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 come all the time and yet they, they, they their their ground is just so full so crowded man there's carpool lines and sporting events and gymnastics and and the things you do at a home cottage or or maybe you work 80 hours a week and you're trying to do it all you're just trying to do it all and and the word has no room that seed to grow in you that power that can come from the godliness it's crowded out that can happen with this distraction and 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 especially if you have some of that roots in the ground remember the rich young ruler this is a great picture of that the rich young ruler says hey jesus i'm rich. i want it all i want all the earth the world has to offer plus i want to have all that you have to offer and, and he was hoping jesus would give him that final you know and he says you're going to have to make some changes and then there's the last response receptive this is an exciting one because this is a faithful follower of jesus look in verse 23 it says as for what is sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit he bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold another case 60 fold another case 30 fold and this bearing fruit is really the design of who you are not you comparing yourself to somebody else it's the holy spirit coming into your life you're opening your life and say jesus take take the wheel right that's a good song <laughs> and you let him flood in and you he occupies the ownership of who you are and your design determines whether you're 60 40 or 20 if you're doing all that you're supposed to do that is absolutely victory that's what you're meant to do but you have to bear fruit here's the encouragement for sowers no matter what seed and by the way who are the sowers everyone that's a believer now you don't have to be a bible do a bible study but you're sowing the truth the witness the testimony of god 
Here it is. If you, the word of God is powerful, and it will. It's not maybe, you hope. The word of God is powerful, and it is what brings a transformation to people, especially when the Holy Spirit breathes into it. Do you all agree with that? And it grows over time. We get impatient sometimes, but it, but it grows when you, when you keep feeding it and keep watering it in a sower. Somebody, it, you, you, you can expect that it will produce results and transformation is the goal practical practical wisdom let's apply this to your lifestyle of ministry anybody have a lifestyle we all have lifestyles anybody like to make sure god's leading that and bringing you a lifestyle of ministry i'm still asking him to help me figure out how to witness to the walmart people you know wherever i'm at i was in the tag agency the other day and i'm talking to people not well they need it behind the counter too but i was talking to people that were waiting it's cool you should try it and uh but think this number one stick to the proper seed so many times we will um drum up a group of somebodies and never bring up god never bring up jesus never bring up faith and may we call that good but i i will tell you that is without power for transformation we have to be careful and in fact some churches and we won't hear, and I'm not talking about methods, I'm talking about the truth. Some churches over the course of time have looked at their audience and attendance and said, you know what, they're just not, everybody's not doing this, or they're not all piling up like we want them to pile up. You know, it used to be about nickels and noses. You know, that's how pretty, what are you running? When they ask me that, I say, I don't know how many we're running off, but we're trying to keep it to a minimum, you know. How many you're running? I mean, what is it? Anyway, so, but look, well-meaning, we can say, oh, yeah, yeah, but and we'll adjust some things so that more people will come you know like jesus is just a way or the bible isn't really the authority of without error sorry brothers and sisters but you're wrong we begin to change it so make sure you use the right seed because a different seed brings about a different harvest and what we want is salvation for those that have a destiny of hell and we want transformation as they live life on this side of heaven amen all right i just threw this in uh, and that is realizing that jesus never came to create a crowd you know you can hand out hundred dollar bills and i can get a lot of people to show up on sunday what he did is he wanted to take a tr crowd and draw out those that were willing to follow and live for god and be part of his kingdom advancing that's what it was he wanted none to perish but as soon as he said take up your cross many left exercise patience because seeds take time to grow amen uh you got jesus i think i love this and i love intercessors but i think sometimes i get in on hey we'll just call in an airstrike that'll take care of it you know hey jesus we got some sand in guthrie oklahoma and he comes with a b-50 i don't know what kind of airplane and he comes in and and we just bomb every just carpet bomb everything man it's just cleared it out with all kinds of truth and it's over right everybody's fixed has anybody ever seen that work no because that would be great just calling the kid's room it's 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 going to hell just bomb his room <laughs> boom done the way it actually works is we're to sow seeds and guess who the sowers are you are pastors and preachers should be the equip the saints for the works of the ministry you all are the hands and feet the representation of christ embodied out in the world 
and you're that. So you have to, you have to, in this pursuit, in this attitude, in this way, you have to watch yourself because you can get so focused on the object of who wants to be, you want saved, or the object who needs transformation. Then you begin to pray diligently and you take responsibility. I'm not, I love the grandmas that keep praying. Man, there's some grandmas that have prayed for years, right? Some of you know that was your grandma. <laughs> Finally, you, you came around. But we've got to be careful because here's three things that can happen. We can get so focused that we begin to be, un, not realize that we're going to get impacted a little bit. We, we begin to have concerns and, and our heart begins to, uh, you know, about this sewing heart and we get this pushback and things become difficult or, or maybe things become costly, you know, you're, and it starts to impact your joy just a little bit. There are circumstances. I, if you start following Jesus, you're going to find a little bit of resistance, right? And so you can, if you're not careful, your heart, you got to watch your own heart. And then you can say, well, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to, to have some favor here and there. And so now you're up to 80 hours a week and all those extra things. And before you know it, you can have things crowding out the good things that Jesus wants to do in you. So you have to watch your soil. Watch yourself. The last thing is you got to trust the outcome to God. I've, I've, I have been guilty of trying to fix it. I've been guilty enough to try to fix something and I just cause more problems. Has anybody done that in parenting? Hmm. Because I need it. By golly. <laughs> you pray for them and you, you love them dearly and you want, you know, you share the word of God. And you wonder why there's, it's not working, right? And all they do is get a hardened heart. You've got to be careful. You got to say that you know what? It's not me that makes the difference. I can, yeah, I can make an in, I can get in the way. It's the power of God. It's the Word of God. It's the presence of God. How are you carrying His presence? How are you carrying the fruit of the Spirit, which is many different things? That's a whole other lesson. How do you trust God even in the transformation of that individual? Do they see you trusting God, or do they just hear you being a parent? I've messed up on that. But here's the, tr here's the truth, and this particular man, Dr. William Lane, says something that's really neat. He says that back when, the time of Jesus, farmers plowed after they sowed the seed. And the message here is don't give up. There's a lot of knuckleheads out there. I'm one. There's a lot of people that have got hurts and wounds and callousness and bitterness don't give up if you're a sower which you are don't give up because who where does the power come from god you show up you be consistent because we serve a god that when his plow hits their life his name's above anything and everything the dunamis the power of god the power of the holy spirit can break through any knucklehead any hardened heart even if you're here today and you say well i have a few little spots on my heart that's still hard ask him he's faithful he's powerful in his love for you let's all stand i want you to take a minute real quick and then we're going to close i want you to think about the 
greatest, biggest knucklehead in your life, just other than me. That person that irritates the fire out of you. The person who has disappointed you. The person that you sometimes don't get rest because of. Once you think them, think you got it in your mind. Guess who God assigned to them? Your life touches them. And you have to just show up and let God do something. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. That's part of your mission field. Yes, tend the people that are easy, but don't cast away those that are a little bit harder. Guess what? There was a day you were harder. Right? All right. I'm going to pray for us, but I'm going to pray as if you're going to take the field. Right? You're getting ready. It's football season. I kind of do this every football season, but... I'm, I'm thinking it's more like a battlefield, but football season is coaches in the locker room, right? And, and he's looking at it, the players. He doesn't go, well, I know who's the strong ones and who's not. He's like, no, you're all strong and we're going to win, right? Right? We got the winning jersey on, right? We got the training, right? Some of you are getting it. Here in a minute, we'll, we'll finish this. But, but God is with you. And, and let me just say, if you've not ever experienced the presence of God in your life come up here after service I want to talk to you because I want everything that has been offered to you to be operating in you so are you ready to take the field team let's pray father God we give you thanks that you make the opportunity you make the path you make the solution and it's through your son Jesus and Lord, thank you that his name is above every name, every knucklehead, every difficult family member, every work situation. Your name is above it all. And you've called us as children, your sons and daughters, to go out and be the witness to a world that needs hope, a world that needs love. And so, Father, I pray for each person here that as we leave today, that we would turn our eyes to you and that we would go in your peace your strength, and allow your power to affect those around us. Let us sow the seeds of truth, Lord. Put, Lord, put your word in us in greater quantity. Allow us to let your spirit intervene when we are speechless. Lord, may you move in front of us for your kingdom's sake. And God's people said, Amen. And we're dismissed with this following statement. All right, team, we're about to take the field. You know which way the goal field is, and you've been trained and equipped to what? Win. Are you ready to win? Yes. You let him do some winning, and we'll get out there and, and not do it with our power but his. So now go and be the church. God bless you all. We're dismissed. <laughs>